What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening to Talkin' Fit. I'm here with my good friend, Mike Versheldon, or as he is in my phone, Mike V, because I don't know how to spell his last name. <laughs> uh, we're at his gym, On The Move Fitness, uh, which is located in Clifton Park, uh, right by Route 236. If you live in the area, you should definitely come check it out. We were just talking about how he's been getting a lot more walk-ins lately. Um, anyway, Mike, what's up, man? How you doing? Not much, man. I appreciate you having me on. This is cool. It's actually my first podcast that I ever recorded. So, oh, really? Is, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, this is pretty cool. So I'm excited. This is a whole new experience, but... Um, yeah, thanks for having me on, brother. This is awesome. No problem. We're actually, yeah, we're in, like I said, we're in the back of uh, his gym right now. It's a good place. So Mike opened this place uh, coming up on a year. Uh, he opened it last September. Uh, and we're just kind of, we were just kind of talking before we recorded because uh, we're, we're friends, but we, we used to be training partners. We were training together probably like three to five days a week last year. But then he got super busy. I got super busy. So I haven't seen him since his grand opening in September, and it's now April or May. <laughs> um, so what we want to kind of get into today, I'll uh, go through a little bit of Mike's background. Uh, and we want to really talk to you guys about mindset and the importance of having a positive outlook and having realistic expectations of yourself and how that's going to pretty much create your uh, ecosystem and your in your environment so first uh mike give us the basics where are you from how old are you uh when did you get into working out yeah man so um i'm 27 years old almost said um 26 i, I still feel like i'm, I'm 26 but when do you turn 28 uh coming up here soon so like july july 20, right because yeah, i'm in july too yeah Shit, i'm gonna be 32 <laughs> it's crazy Dude, 28 creeping up there the years of just time is flying by um, and that makes me just kind of reflect, like, you know, when I, I grew up in Chatham, New York. Um, so what's, what's Chatham like? Is it, is it, you said it's a small town? Yeah, very small town. Um, there's one stoplight, not much going on. Really? Is Dude, there's one, there was one gym, which was like 30 minutes away that I had to travel to. It was just, just to go work out and get any type of... Is it kind of like a farm town? Yeah, oh, farms everywhere. Oh really? So that's like the opposite. So I, I grew up in Queens, so it's like the opposite of a farm town. It's yeah. just you walk everywhere, and like literally, I remember I could see, like I could walk down the block, and there was like grocery store, bagel shop, yeah. all that stuff, pizzeria right down the street. So yeah, it's a completely different background. But like, so when you're growing up uh, in that environment, do you do you were you outside a lot, active as a kid? Oh, super active as a kid. That's what honestly, like I've always been moving, always been active outside, literally throwing the ball up in the air hitting a ball like just doing stuff outside okay awesome yeah and that's good and i think i think that's uh that's important to talk about because a lot of most people are generally way more active as a kid they're outside they're playing especially like the the clients that we work with you know are are many people in their late 30s 40s 50s so they didn't grow up with ipads and instagram and, and laptops and stuff like that so most kids were outside a lot I, and right. us too i mean i'm 32 and i didn't have a, a laptop or an ipad or any right. of that shit when i was a kid so I, I think it's important to note that you know you're very active as a kid and then at some point i think we were telling me before we started recording uh towards into your college years you were playing baseball you said you yep. played baseball your yep. whole life and then kind of got into a period where you were not as active right right and what kind of what kind of caused that to happen so like basically the the cascade of events like getting cut from baseball Okay. Like, got cut from the team my junior year going into senior year. So that was, like, a pretty, I would say, traumatic event at the well, time. Well, no, yeah, yeah. Well, because you went to college to play baseball, I'm right. assuming. Like, that was a big reason yeah. why you went. Uh, what were you studying in college? 
Um, so well, I switched majors around a couple of times. First I was PE, I thought I wanted to be a gym teacher, um, and then I went to athletic training, and then I tried playing baseball and being in the training room at the same time, okay. which is not cohesive. So then I switched over to kinesiology. Okay. So, okay. So, but so baseball was a main driver of why you went to college, though. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah. So main driver, you get what three years in, going into yeah. your senior year, and then boom, no more baseball. Gone. Very traumatic. Yeah. That's of course that's traumatic. It's like it's the one thing that you're focusing on. So, yeah. so what kind of? I guess what kind of mindset hurdles or behavior mm-hmm. patterns did that? cause you'd have like dealing with did it cause you to be like kind of depressed and things like that yeah so absolutely and it was more like depression set in like uh i was just eating everything and i wasn't i didn't have the physical activity to bounce, offset that. offset that i've always been that way where i was like i can eat whatever i want oh yeah i can, yeah. I can eat whatever i want I'm, I'm super active i got a high metabolism oh good but once i actually stopped yeah when everything else stops that's also oh, this this is the this is the good stuff to talk about yeah yeah because like again the people look at us and they're yeah. like you guys are you're young dudes you're trainers you're fitness guys like it's probably so easy for you, you guys can eat whatever you want mm-hmm. quote unquote and, and not gain weight but that's not true i mean i'm the same way if i go way off my diet even now uh i gain fat right and yeah. and mike's a tall lean dude so you would look at him and be like, oh, that guy could probably eat whatever he wants, yeah. right? So, but he saw that when the activity goes down and the food goes up, you gain weight. And it's really that simple. It's, it's that simple. And like, you, I've got some pictures that I'll show you. I think I did show you. Yeah, you showed me. Yeah. And like, I, my face, it looks like I'm just stuffing Oreos in my, in my cheeks. Like, <laughs> I have like double chins. Like, I'm, I was thick. I was probably like, for, for my height, I'm like 6'2", close to it. I'm long, like you said, long, lean. Um, but for, I held about 215 on my body frame. And to put that into perspective, how much are you right now? I'm about like between, I fluctuate between 180 and 185. Yeah, so that's the, what's that, 30 pounds? 30 that's pounds. A, that's 30 extra pounds. Yeah. And not 30 extra pounds of lean mass, right? It's 30 <laughs> no. extra, yeah. And that's that's true. I mean, I, and to put that into perspective, Mike's this is about 6'2. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like just, I'm like. Five eleven and three quarters, so I'm like three inches or two inches shorter. You've been trying to chase me for a while. Yeah, trying to chase him, <laughs> but like my heaviest weight as an adult, mm-hmm. when I was tr- actively trying to gain weight for powerlifting, was like two seventeen. Yeah. So like, and now I walk around generally at about, you know, right now I'm like one ninety five. Right. So like, you know, so the point I'm trying to make though is is the experience you had in college is not exactly the same, different reasonings. But the experience I had going into like middle school, where I was a very act, a normal kid playing outside, ate whatever I wanted, yeah. and then went into middle school, and we moved from Queens to Long Island, so I didn't walk as much, yep. and I didn't play outside as much, but I still ate the same. And I gained probably 30, 40 pounds, right? And yeah. then I remember how, how much that affected me at that age, so I could imagine how it affected you in college when like, were you, did you go away to school? Yeah, I went away to school. So you're away yeah. at school. Obviously, we're interested in girls. Like you know, like you're, you're the, the sports dude. That's your yeah. identity. Yes. And then the identity gets kind of taken away from you. Yeah, that was a really hard transition. Was like all I knew was like, oh, I'm a Mike. I'm the collegiate baseball player. I, I'm, I'm an athlete, right? Yeah. I, I have an athlete mentality. So like, I didn't really know what to do with myself. Yeah. And I, I felt those effects immediately. Like. Like I said, I was eating more. I didn't have the structure. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the accountability, and I didn't have anyone to check in with my coach. I didn't have practice anymore. So it was a, a transition of like, how do I push myself? Like, how do I make the transition? And I started to like take naps every single day. I was eating, and that's that's where the weight depression just depression. It's, it's right? depression, yeah. and and I think you were so young 
that you probably didn't even know that it was depression. You just start reacting to how you feel, right? And I've been through those periods of time too. I remember like yeah. when I was probably, how old were you at that point? I was 21, 20, 21. Yeah, I remember going through like a similar, not again, not the not with the baseball, but I remember um, for me making the transition from that. So like I didn't go to college. And my whole thing when I was a kid is I wanted to be a pro wrestler. Like, that was yeah. my identity, right? That's yeah. all I wanted to do. And I, I dedicated a lot of time and energy to it. But then when, like, I had concussions and, and all this stuff, and, like, I decided, like, it wasn't really, like, what I really was passionate about anymore, I went through that same same age transition as you. was like, where it's like, well, what the fuck am I doing? Right. Like, and what am I, like, I, this was my identity, now I'm not doing it. And I didn't, I couldn't even articulate that that was making me feel depressed. But, yeah, yeah. you just start, like, you're more tired. Yeah. You're staying up later, maybe than you yeah. should for no reason other than just like you're just watching TV. You're kind of just like, yeah. for lack of a better term, just kind of wasting time because yeah. you don't know what to do with all this. This you have like this empty space where you used to expend your mental energy. Yeah, like what the term I use, like what I reflect back is like I was just floating. Yeah, I, I felt like yeah. I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have a drive. I didn't. I was just floating through space. Yeah, like just going through it, and then like you don't realize how much time passes when that weight is just adding on. Yeah, like time yeah. is going. And you're on. not, and you're also not like stepping on the scale every day. Like, oh, am I gaining weight or not? Yeah. You're just like avoiding. Th- you're not paying attention yeah. to your surroundings. Like you said, just floating. You look in the mirror, and then you're like, oh shit. My face looks a little bit chubbier. My face is feeling full, really full. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck happened? But then, but then, when you hit that moment you don't know necessarily exactly what to do about it so you end up just pretty much not doing anything right right so how long did that period last you about um it took me about honestly it wasn't like a a long like it wasn't a long haul before i actually got back into like a routine like Mm -hmm. it did it took me about like like six to nine months that's a long time i mean i'd say it was a long time it doesn't seem like that long looking back now yeah i frame it but like i actually had like my roommate um was really into the gym and really into fitness and he did bodybuilding shows Mm -hmm. like i thought that was cool it's not something i ever thought i would do yeah and fast forward like four years later i'm on stage yeah 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 we didn't even bring that up yet like mike did (laughs) actually did a bodybuilding show like you said four years later right so it was almost like the weight that i was adding on like my roommate actually was like no this is actually good dude but like i didn't feel good Here's the thing, like, yeah. like this is good. Like, you can fluff up right now if you want to actually do this and weight train hard and go get on stage. Like, you fluff up, but like, I've been through that phase. Yeah. You just feel like shit. Well, yeah, and you're also getting uh, training advice from a, another 22 year old. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like when right. I was when I was when I was 17, 18, I was like, oh, it doesn't matter what I gain as long as I'm getting bigger, right? Yeah, it's right. like, oh, this is good. Now what we know now we understand like the the difference between gaining unwanted weight and, and putting on lean muscle mass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so essentially the the core of that is like having this sort of like aha moment, all right? right? Of just like. I need to make a change. And luckily yeah. for Mike, or for, you know, it happened within that six to nine months of, mm-hmm. of happening when you were 22, but there's a lot of people, and, and Mike interacts with them on a regular basis, I do too, who they don't have the, that, that final spark to finally make a change. They might be in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and they've been living in that underlying kind of floating depression yeah. for 15, 20 years. And that, you know, and it's not always as dark. It doesn't always mean that their lives are, are depressing. You know, some people are married and have kids and they have great marriage and, and a great job. 
but their health, they don't have a, ha- a handle on their health. So I, I could imagine for, for someone like Mike, uh, not to speak for him, but even if you had baseball in that time period, but your health was declining, like it's still, you wouldn't have been as enjoyable. To enjoy, all the little things aren't as enjoyable when you don't feel good. Right, and I think like, that's, that's a really good point is like, once you have that aha moment, it, I feel like majority of people, most people, it takes like something to really trigger them, whether that's some type of life event mm-hmm. or it's just stepping to the doctor's office, stepping inside and like just an annual checkup and being like, oh shit. Like, yeah, like your blood, <laughs> your blood work's coming back bad, like maybe you're pre-diabetic, right. you know, or I've had clients who their aha moment was just, they went to New York City after you know COVID, and they were getting out of breath walking around. When they remembered two or three years ago that they weren't getting out of breath, yeah. like that's enough of an aha moment sometimes to make someone go like, "Wow, I really need to make a change." Yeah, absolutely. And that that's that's really what it comes down to. I mean, that was like my aha moment, which was like, "Yeah, all right, I'm I got cut. I'm depressed. Like you know, six to nine months later, I'm thirty pounds heavier. Yeah, like on my frame, which I never thought I could." would happen to me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're blinded by because you were so active. Right. You're like, oh, I, I don't, it's not even a thought in your mind that I, oh, I should probably watch what I'm eating, right? Because right. you're just active all the time. Uh, but if you think about that realistically, let's say, we'll say, you know, uh, six to nine months, 30 pounds. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's a lot in a little bit of time. But, but, it, but if you think about it, realistically, that's less than five pounds a month. Right. And that's what people don't understand is that like, even drastic weight gain takes time. Yeah. That's six to nine months, for lack of a better term, of consistency. Right. You were super consistent <laughs> with napping and eating right. and overeating and un- under-exercising, but like it still took six to nine months to put on that 30 pounds, right? Well, when you got that unlimited meal plan, dog. Yeah. <laughs> you so yeah. so I, I, didn't, I didn't go to college, but I remember having like yeah. free lunch in elementary school. So I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Catches but, up quick. Yeah, and but... Dude, you're hitting on a lot of good points right now because, um, and that's another thing that is troublesome for people as they get into their adult life is, for lack of a better term, they do have an unlimited meal plan, right? Right. You have a full-time job, you're working 40 hours a week, you're building a career, you have more money in your 30s, 40s, 50s than you did in your 20s, there's no, you're never, you're not really questioning where your next meal's come from, so like, oh yeah, we'll go out to dinner, oh yeah, we'll order a pizza, oh, we can get this, so you have access to excess as you get older and again for a lot of people who don't get out of that mindset in their 20s that unlimited meal plan continues into their 30s 40s and 50s and then that 30 40 that 30 pounds turns into 60 70 80 pounds um so what made you decide like so you you know you decide working out um, obviously you lost the weight how how do you remember about how long it took you maybe not how long it took you to officially lose 30 pounds but how long did it take you to start like feeling pretty good again. Yeah, so it took me, I mean, actually really quickly, like what, what happened was I started getting to the gym, I started noticing strength gains first. So I actually had all that energy that I built up, and this is something that anyone's listening in too, it's like you have energy built up, the food that you're eating is going to supply your energy, yeah. right? So food is not bad, like carbs, the food I wasn't, the food I was eating wasn't necessarily bad. I was using eating so much and the lack of activity was yeah. really for me, which is, was like, all right, I'm starting to gain weight. I start to, I'm feeling like shit. I'm not, you know, moving the way I want to in the gym. So it took me about like, I'd say within the first couple of like even weeks, just to yeah. feel a little bit better. Like, yeah. And that's, and that's, that's great. Cause that's what happens, right? Like 
you start working out again, mm-hmm. what, day three, you're like, yeah. you got a little bit more pep in your step, right? You start Absolutely. feeling, so a couple weeks in, you may not have lost 15 pounds, but you right. feel a lot better. And that was it. Like, I just, I honestly, just, it was like twice, twice a week, I was just doing a little bit of cardio. Yeah. Just a little bit of cardio. And I was going from two naps to one nap. <laughs> yeah, small, small changes, right? right? Small, small changes. changes but small like, changes. I, you know, I was weightlifting hard. Like, I was training, but I still felt like garbage. Like, yeah. just like the thing I was. You can't out-train a bad diet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's the yeah. thing. Like, and that's what I want people to, to know, too, that are listening. It's like, what you put into your body is, uh, is really what, how you feel, yeah. right? What you, you are what you eat. Yeah, yeah. and that, it's so cliche, but I say that to clients all the time. Is yeah. like, If you're eating like crap, yeah. you're going to feel like crap, right? 100%. But it, it really like to kind of go off what we're saying too here is like the mindset shifted when I was like, okay, like I can't be – I'm not productive with my schoolwork, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I'm not really seeing the results I want to see in the gym. So once I started to see, I'm like, oh, maybe I should do a little bit of cardio. Like maybe just throw in like once, twice a week. Immediately, like I was not as lethargic. I did mm-hmm. not feel as bogged down. My head was more clear. I'm like, oh, it's just twice a week. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like I can still train, train and do this at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So the the reverse on the side effects was rather quick. It was, yeah, it was yeah. Super quick. And, so, and, it, and that those results kind of sparked more motivation. I yeah. think that's what the the cycle people get mixed up is they think I got to get motivated to start working out. And right. realistically, you got to start being active, then you'll get results, and then you'll get motivated. The motivation comes last. 100%. And that, that's a big key with like a lot of my clients. And when they come into the gym and I ask them, you know, I always ask, like, you know, what has worked for you in the past? Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you right now? And then also the key word is like, what in what time and during your life like where have you felt the best mm-hmm. what were you doing and most of them say like if they were active like oh well i was training like four days a week strength training i was doing cardio three days a week well what happened yeah right yeah there's obviously another um chain of events that led you to the opposite side mm-hmm. right so i always like kind of gauge where people have been mm-hmm. to get them to where they want to go that's yeah it's really important and the three the three uh keys the three questions um, I wouldn't say they're not questions. I'd say uh, the three the three indicators of what I look for in terms of success, what they're going to be is like first how you feel, mm-hmm. um, B how you perform, mm-hmm. and then also three is how you look. Right. Yeah. Besides, we before we even step on the scale, and we get like the I like to collect data in the beginning. Like I just see where you're at. Mm-hmm. But like once we start our training, yeah. like boom. All right. How do you feel? Let's get you moving. Let's just mobilize a little bit. Just get into a stretching routine or whatever. Just move your body first, mm-hmm. right? And then it goes into like, okay, let's perform better. Mm-hmm. Let's get into more of a structured routine to make sense that, you know, make sense of your goals. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, let's look in the mirror. Does your face not look like you're holding like 10 Oreos like mine did yeah. <laughs> in the mirror? I'm like, okay, that's the first place that I, I saw results was like, oh, my face is cutting up. Yeah, like, yeah. I have the round cheeks, my freaking jowls were down to my <laughs> chest. I was like, what is going on? I got a picture of it. I'm buzz cut. I have a terrible haircut in college. <laughs> terrible haircut. And my head was round. I got a cue ball for a head. Um, so I just had this round face. And then I pick, my buddy took a picture of me. And I was zoomed in. I was making some stupid face. And I was making double chins. I'm like, I legit have a cue ball for a face. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is bad but that's that's I, you're you hit on a lot of really good points so so let's kind of i want to kind of like dig into a few of those yeah. so the first one that i really think is awesome that you hit on is very important is the the scale being like the absolute like last indicator of mm-hmm. success 
how do you feel being first? How do you perform? And how yeah. do you look? And going in that order is super important. And again, I tell 100%. this to my clients too. If you're chasing feeling good and being healthy, yeah. you will perform better. You will look better. The scale will go down. But you have to keep that that top priority being how you feel and how healthy you are. Yeah. So that's really important. And that's why I when I when I if I'm gonna have someone on the show to talk to people who listen to me, yeah. I want to be a good quality coach who knows this shit. Because mm-hmm. you have someone yeah, there and, and they're 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 preaching how you need to be dropping five pounds a week. Like it's not how it is. So I, I think that's very important to just first touch on is like good coaches all think alike. And I said this on, uh, I did it, I had my friend Tyler on who's also a fitness coach. And I said this, I was like, you know, Tyler's not my competition. Mike's not my competition. Yeah. Our competition is the Kim Kardashian <laughs> diet, uh, Burger yeah. King, like, you know, bull, all the bullshit that's out there. That's our competition. So um, health first, scale last. And then filling in the blanks in between performance, you know, how do you look, changes you're noticing. Because I've seen this, you've seen this. Yeah. You have a client, uh, they're feeling much better. They're, they're thinking they look better in the mirror. They're like, I used to only be able to do five bodyweight squats to a bench, and now I could squat 100 pounds on my back. And then they step on the fucking scale, and it goes up half a pound. They lose their mind. And it's like you're, you're, <laughs> you're missing the point on this, like this is the stuff that actually matters. Like how you perform, how you look, how you feel, the scale doesn't make a difference. Uh, and, and you were just kind of kind of riffing on that a little bit, but the other thing that you said that I thought was really uh, important, the other important thing that you said uh, was how people, you'll ask people, when's the best that you felt? And they'll always go back to a time when they were the most active. and. For some reason, people don't make that correlation between I felt my best when I was moving the most, when I was most active. And I get that all the time. I ask client, like, you know, uh, tell me about your, tell me about your history, your diet history, health history. They're always like, well, I, I always, I felt my best. Name a time in their life, and they were like, I was working out regularly, or I was hiking, or I was yeah. playing my sport, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, that's always when they felt their best. And the point Mike touched on was something happened along the way that got you on a different path and generally what happens like mike said he saw the picture of himself and it it made him feel a certain way about himself and what happens to a lot of people is in that moment because it happens to everybody it's happened to me you see a picture of yourself and you go that's not what i thought i looked like that's not how i want to look and some you can go one or two ways you either make a change or for some people they shut down and then they they try to avoid pictures They avoid and they, they fall deeper, deeper, but they have that picture in their mind. And now their mindset is, for Mike, he said, I'm a cue ball. Like, <laughs> like for some people, it's like, I'm fat, I'm out of shape. I'm, and that mindset is toxic, but it's also contagious. And you will attract other people who see themselves in that same light. And then you will be surrounded by a bunch of people who are all not taking care of the health. We're all very self-deprecating and it's a very low motivating, uh, going like, you know, going nowhere health wise environment. Uh, so that was another thing that I wanted to talk to Mike about. Cause he told me before we started recording how once he started getting in shape, he started training his friend mm-hmm. and he then through training his friend, he saw how much he enjoyed helping someone else get into shape. And that kind of formed his love of coaching people. And that's kind of when he decided, like, again, we went through all those majors in, in college and not really know what we're doing. That's when he kind of decided, I'm going to, I want to start training people. Yeah. So is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what really was that sparked my drive, my passion to coach mm-hmm. was once I saw, you know, how I went from being down what I called just the shit pit. Like I felt at my lowest, 
between how I looked and how I felt. And then, you know, I changed myself. You know, I started to actually get into a routine for myself. I'm like, yeah, this, I feel better. Like, fuck, like, this is like an invigorating feeling. Yeah. And then, like, my roommate started to see the changes within me, and he had never worked out a day in his life. Like, he was the type of kid who just never even showed up to gym class. Yeah, like, yeah. D minus gym class. Like, dude, <laughs> all you gotta do is show up, and you probably just, get at just least put get put on a the shorts. <laughs> just put, put on shorts. Put on the shorts, dude. But he, <laughs> he was that type of guy. Great, great guy. Um, but you know, he started to see the results I was getting. Like I was getting bigger. I was starting to get stronger. I had more confidence. I had more control. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started to see that I was just changing. Like I was just becoming a different person. He was like, "Man, like that's that's cool." Um, like. You know, you think I could like come work out with you, like just try it out. Like I've never done it before, but I feel comfortable with you. Yeah. Like I feel comfortable, like you know, because you, I see the change in you, and it's happening pretty quick. Like, can I just come to the gym with you? I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on in. Like, let's let's just let's and work that, and out. that's that's one thing. Not to not to interrupt you yeah. because I want you to finish that story. But like that's one thing that's that's very uh, noticeable is people who are generally, and again, there's not a hundred percent rule. Obviously, there's there's outliers, but. Most people who are in good shape and take good care of their health, they have a general positive mindset and they want other people to be in, in that. They, because that mindset is so uh, you know, contagious yeah. and it's, it, it's not toxic, but that positive mindset of feeling good and knowing the benefits of this shit, like you are drawn to bring people into that energy because it's like when you're, <laughs> I heard this one time and it, it really resonated. It's like, it's like if you're having like, if you're having a drink or if like you're, if someone smokes weed, like yeah. you don't want to do it alone. Like it's like, <laughs> you, you want, it's like you, if you're getting a tips, you're like, Oh, have some of this, like feel yeah. this with me. Right. 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 So like when you're, when you're getting healthier, you're like, yo, feel this with me. Like <laughs> yes. come do this with me. So started training your friend. Yeah. Like and that's, that's really what it was. It's a good point. It's so, it's so true. Like the energy is contagious. Yeah. And like he saw that within me and like, I was like, dude, like, fuck yeah, come on in. Like, let's get this. And like, I wanted to see the change within him and like, just like, I don't even think he mind if I said this, but like, cause just cause he made, yeah, he didn't sing- even give his name. So he was yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> didn't get, yeah. He didn't give his name, but, um, he's still a friend of mine. He lives out in, but now I'm curious. Place. You have to yeah. tell me. <laughs> his name is Chris, but, but Chris, <laughs> let's just, I'm just going to throw it out there. If Chris is listening, he'll, he'll chime in, but I think you'll appreciate the story because he saw such significant strides in his own uh, journey and his own fitness and wellness journey. I think he's still training. We don't keep in touch as yeah. much anymore, but he went from, you know, I saw him take a pair of like, I think it was 10 pound dumbbells mm-hmm. and we're doing an overhead shoulder press. Yeah. And it looked like a baby giraffe right out the womb. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, like it was like wiggly. There was no stabilization. There was no strength. Like you could tell it was his first time working out. Yeah. And like, I'm like, that's all right. Like well, we're going to build on this. Yeah. And literally by his fourth workout, mm-hmm. I saw a significant, like I'm talking, it went from like wobbly arms, McGee, all the way overhead to like, oh, he's pumping out a set of 10. Yeah. He's up to 15 pounds and it's smooth. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It happens that fucking quick. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, again, you get the average person, they might have that one experience with the spaghetti limbs yeah. and go, I can't do this, I'm embarrassed, and they stop. Yeah. But when you have someone around you, again, that positive mindset going like, that's awesome, yes. man, we're gonna keep working on it. Mm-hmm. That's what got him to come back that next time yes. and continue going. So the, the, and that's not that, that's not an embarrassing story. I have much yeah. more embarrassing <laughs> stories yeah. than that. Um, but yeah, the, that, 
is is essentially like what I was talking about is that mindset, your mindset, how you view yourself and how you talk about yourself is contagious. And believe it or not, whether or not you feel important or not, you are important to a lot of people in your life, whether it's friends, children, spouse, whatever it is. So if you're constantly negative and constantly deprecating and constantly just down and kind of a bummer, I don't care what job you have or how much money you make, like if you don't have your health, you're generally like giving off some sort of vibe that's not very attractive and it brings people down around you. And when you are feeling crappy about yourself, you make that change, like I said, that 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 is contagious. So Mike was like, you know, essentially passing that on to his friend and that motivated him to then become a trainer. So if we're gonna kinda like zoom out, it's like college kid, depressed, gaining 30 pounds, and he's now owns a gym and his fitness is how he makes a living and it's a huge part of his life. So like, if you're listening to this and you're the average person, we're not asking you to open up a fucking gym. We're not asking you to make fitness your life, but can you at least like get motivated enough to lose that 30 pounds and then feel better and then maybe you're gonna bring other people into your circle? Because along the line, Mike can attest to this too, is as you grow, as you grow as a person, as you mature, uh, you know, uh, you know, mentally, yeah. as you get more healthy, if you become more successful in your career, the people who are who or have that toxic mindset will not be around as long, right? Yeah, I could like not to cut you off, but like no, I, I could riff. We could do a whole episode on environment, yeah, in itself, and like that's a big piece of like I didn't even talk about that with with what we talked about before, but also my friend group um, that was you know around me at yeah. that time, like not just like my college roommates; those guys were. We're also I was making new friends, but like some some of my buddies that were you're like core group. Of yeah, people. my core group. Like yeah. you didn't know anything else. Like when you go to college, you make new friends, but they're still like new, and you still go back to like you know your old friends, like what you know, your comfort zone, your comfort zone. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. A good way to put it is you go, you always revert back to your comfort zone, yeah. and you realize like you know the people you hang around, the words that are said, the thoughts that you're thinking, the people that are influencing your mindset have a huge impact. Yeah, and I I talk about this all the time with my clients, just with um, uh, my members at the gym, and just, I always revert back to myself. I'm like, your environment is everything. Yeah. It's key. The people who are influencing, like as soon as someone says something, like the word influencer, right? When they say something, you are influenced, like you take those words into consideration. Yeah. And your mind processes things deep, deep down. You don't even realize sometimes how people's words are affecting you. So if you have like, and Adam's been saying this all the time, is like that, that negative connotation around um, just training, or if it's just like just your just how yeah. how you value yourself. You like value if you yourself, if right. you think you're not worth shit, you're gonna hang out around other people who also think you're not worth shit. Correct. Because you're gonna be subconsciously drawn to that environment. So if you have a very self-deprecating negative view of yourself, mm-hmm. you're gonna find yourself hanging around people who also treat you like shit because you treat yourself like shit. And yes. it's and it's it's not. It's not fun, you know, man, and and I think uh, I think that's a huge part of it. I, I and and we're not saying that you have to like ice people out, yeah. But it's right. just it, you don't understand like the the effect that other people have on you. But I think more importantly than that, you don't understand the effect that you have on others. Yeah. So if you're super negative and you're super down and you're like, I can't lose the weight, I can't do this, and you know, uh, making constant jokes like if you're like the dad who's like, oh, I just do those 12 ounce curls on the yeah. weekend, or like, <laughs> right. or you're the mom who's mm-hmm. like, ah, I, that's not for me, like, you know, I, no, no diets work, right. 
right. Trust me, like your kids fucking hear that. And Mike doesn't have kids yet, but I have a son, and like I try to be very conscious of that as he grows up to be like the way I'm talking about my body, the way I'm talking about working out. Mm-hmm trying to get removed the words like I have to do this right because believe it or not guys like we love working out but I didn't want to do fucking legs at 4 30 in the morning this morning Mike doesn't want to go fucking work out after he's been working all week and he works a seven day week but like we do it but uh I I think the mindset thing is super super important if if you're constantly existing or floating like you said earlier in this mindset of I can't I can't I you know it's too hard there's no time it's 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 very very toxic right and like also just guys you guys listening like i reached out to adam um too because he, he was always a big you've always been a big influence in a positive way for me and like back when we were yeah so like yeah, we worked at a change <laughs> we worked at vent fitness together like yep. uh, what is it like dude it's been six like six years ago now about like at least five six years because yeah, i left in 2017 a little less for me it's been about three to four years yeah, but that we worked, our right. overlap was five years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, like, you know, once, you know, I always reached out to Adam because I was like, yeah, dude, I, I just respect your philosophy on training. I, you're, you're a cool dude. Like, you have the best interest in people. And, like, he was never the guy to be, like, just egotistic, right? And I always reached out to you and looked up to you in regards to just, like, just overall mindset and coaching. Just because, like, that's how I felt. Like, I, I made that transition and changed in my life and you were a positive light in those regards too oh i appreciate so, that man that means so a lot. like and you've always been a big influence and not to get all sappy here but no like, no i appreciate <laughs> it but like adam's always been a big influence um so you guys are listening in if you even if you're some of my um people that are listening to this like check out adam's podcast and listen to some of the stuff he preaches the same same concept same philosophy but the environment is key that's why i reached out to him like after the pandemic was kind of really coming to a wrap. People were, things were opening up again. Yeah. He opened up his, you know, garage gym, which was sick. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like you got the bumper plates in here. It's just like gritty. Like we just work out and train like a couple of dudes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're just a couple of dudes. The that stuff work. that we like to do. Yeah. 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 So like, I just, you know, you have to place yourself. If you really want to make change guys, you have to actually really place yourself, put yourself in a position for change. And that's, also hiring a coach, like reaching out to people that are a positive influence, that shed a, a positive light, because that will shift your whole mindset and really just that alone, just the, the fact that you'll be less stressed out, yeah. being around less stressful people. Yeah. I guarantee you lose five pounds just from doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, also, I think, I think a very important part of that is understanding that when you're making the transition from your comfort zone, to being around more positive people or being in an environment that's more, uh, you know, po- positive driven or results or whatever it is, yeah. it's uncomfortable at first. You feel like the odd man out because you're so used to being negative. But what you'll realize is as you're just around that environment more, mm-hmm. you start to become more positive. I'm sure you've seen it with clients who maybe come in and they're, they're very like self-deprecating and then after like a month, they start, you notice, they say something positive about themselves, right? Yeah. And it's because like with my clients, I notice one thing I do is I'm always trying to point out their positives. Mm-hmm. And one huge progress marker that I track is I, you know, it's, it's hard to metrically track it. But what I do yeah. is I, I look at the way they talk about themselves on day one. Mm-hmm. And then I start to notice 
over three months, four months, like they start to, their check-ins are now saying more positive things about this. Oh, I, I, yeah. I feel really good about this. I feel really good at that. And you see that mindset transition. And it's just the thing yes. is like nowadays, like that's not sexy to sell. You can't put that on a brochure, mm -hmm. but that is the value of putting yourself in an environment around other people who are positive, who are going to build you up. And it doesn't just apply to, to working out, right? It, it right. applies across the board, whether it's uh, relationships, money. If you're a if you're a guy and you're constantly hanging around other dudes who are just like talking crap about women or being disrespectful to women or or kind of like you know treating women like shit, like you're gonna find yourself being in bad relationships and 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 not finding someone who uh, you know is a good fit for you. But like if you're hanging around people who are in committed relationships, who are loyal, who are honest, who who treat their women right, you're gonna you're gonna end up finding like a good girl and, and being around that type of environment. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's super important. I think when we worked at Vent, when I started working at Vent Fitness, which again, if you're not from around here, it's just like a change in like a gold gym. Mm -hmm. I remember I started when I started working. It's not like this anymore. Like when we were working there, but yeah. when I used to work there, when I first started working there, it was all like fucking really high quality, really good trainers who all had either 20 years of experience or like master's degrees. And I'm like day one no college degree mm -hmm. and it was really uncomfortable but it forced me to get really really good at training or else i wasn't going to make any money and you know mike put himself in that same scenario he came to work there where he put himself and and mike's also the type of guy who's very ambitious that yeah. when he felt like he had hit his ceiling he's like i'm just going to go do this shit on my own right? <laughs> right so uh and again it became kind of like a negative environment like where we worked so he kind of uh created his own ecosystem and right. own positive environment like as did i but um yeah, man, I think we, we touched on a lot of good stuff. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, if uh, people who are listening to this who, who aren't your people, if they're my people and they're hearing you for the first time, where, are, where can they find information about you? Where can they, uh, you know, where can they find your gym? You know, where do you post stuff? Yeah, so the gym um, is located right off of, like Adam said, uh, between 236 and 9 in Clifton Park. Uh, 217 Guideboard Road is the address. Um, if you're familiar with uh, Fred the Butcher, which is what I pretty much I'm like, hey, if you know Fred the Butcher, it's right on the on Route Nine. It's behind that, not that <laughs> plaza, the beh plaza behind. Um, so it's in the little shopping mall plaza uh, next to Gill's Garage. But um, yep, the gym is is right on that road there. You see the sign on Move Fitness. Um, for my personal stuff, I post a lot of content on my personal page, which is just Mike underscore Sheldon, and then also um, on the Move Fitness on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you're looking for any content and stuff that I put out there for, for free as far as training tips, just mindset things, uh, nutrition, all that recovery good stuff. So, And occasionally, occasionally he will run some outdoor boot camps. Yes, <laughs> correct. Yeah, we're, we're going to be bringing those back real soon here now that the weather's transitioning into um, a lot nicer out. It feels good. It's May. It's mid-May. It feels good. So, yeah, we're doing some outdoor boot camps out in Clifton Park. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me and I really appreciate you having me on, man. Was, no problem, this man. Good. This is awesome. It was good to see you and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again. Yeah, let's go, man.